Hey, it's the What If Podcast. Time to grip it and rip it, bud. That was fucked. That was a bit fucked. Here we are. We did it. Hi. Hello. Da, 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 da. No music. Fuck it. Da, 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 Aliens. Da, 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 da. Hey, what is that song? What am I? What am I did doodling right now? Did a doodling? I don't know what you did. Did a doodling? Diggity diggity doodling. Is it the the entertainer? Is that what you were? That is the entertainer. Yeah, I think so. Nice. I was actually in my mind. I was thinking like sending the clowns because everything's such a fucking gong show right now. But that's not what I actually did. Well, I did something. It's very on brand then. I did something carnival adjacent. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, here we are. I think we're maybe fucking recording. I don't even know. You know who else is carnival adjacent? Us. 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 <laughs> this, <laughs> we are. This fucking clown show right here. Clown show and uh, gong show all at once. Yeah, just cl- clowns beating gongs and clongs beating gowns. Hi, guys and gals and non-binary friends. It's the What If Podcast. That's Spencer. I'm Ryan, and we're surviving just like the rest of you. In varying degrees of success on a day-to-day basis. That was fucked. That was a bit fucked. We're going to say that about 2020. That's just going to be the whole <laughs> 2020. That was a uh, bit fucked, wasn't it? Well, that depends. Can you go fuck yourself? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, you having a good time so far this year? Well, that depends. Can you go fuck yourself? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, so real. So mm. real. Ryan... Would Spencer. you like to talk about what brings you joy before we talk about aliens? I think we have to. I think we've made a commitment. Everybody's going to therapy 2020. We're going to we're going to lead with love and leave lead with joy. And that's that, you know. Another day, another beer. I'd gripped it and ripped it already, bud. We're getting things rolling. <laughs> you know. What uh what you got this week? I have two things. Hell yes. Number one, it is 70 degrees and sunny outside of Minneapolis right now. Crazy. Wildness. Thought it would never come. Turns out it did. And it's here. And it's blue skies. Boop. And here. boop here. And I feel like uh, it's like a gift from the universe that's like, hey, guys, mm. I know it's been kind of dog shit. <laughs> Have a nice day with like birds chirping. And that's you know what that's okay we're gonna we're gonna take that. Maybe we should both record with our windows open just to get the uh, the proper ambiance. Say, bro, say the word. I'm fucking down. Man. I'll open it right now. <laughs> All right, it's, it's, All right, wi- it's it. within arm's reach of me. I'm a, I gotta stand up to get to mine, but let's let's do it. Maybe we should record standing up. Well, I gotta walk across the room though. Hold on. I'm I'm not gonna leave my microphone while Spencer's that far away because I don't I'm want. Back. Okay, I'm back. that I'm was back. wow. We're that was we're safe across the room. Jesus, that was fast. Well, I mean, you hey. you've been in this room. It's not big. Go go gadget arm. <laughs> I just had to stand up. Is really all that happened. I still think we need to try a recording a whole episode standing up and seeing how it goes, and b recording you a can... whole episode without pants on and seeing how it goes. I'll stand up and take my pants off right now if you want. Okay, but we just made a really bad choice, which was we just opened up our windows. So if we stand up and <laughs> well, pull our pants down, this true. is going to get very dicey very quickly. I am directly in front of the window that uh, faces my neighbor's house. Your neighbor's so maybe- going to be like, Spencer? 
<laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Nothing's uh, okay. <laughs> Nothing. It's like, oh god. Right. The, okay, so you, put the blinds down. You, you had two things. Yeah. One was that it's lovely out. What was the second? My sister brought over cake. <laughs> nice. Yeah, bro. <laughs> cake. Cake is delicious. My sister's just like the best person in general. Like she's just a good, she's like a very good person in a Mm -hmm. way that like, I'm like, oh, if more people were like my sister, that would be pretty sick because she's just like good. Uh, And she fucking, she's an incredible baker. We've been like hounding her to open a bakery for years because she's so good at it. And today she, or yesterday, I think she made cake and then just like distributed cake to a handful of friends in a like safe, no contact quarantine drop off fashion. And you know what? God bless the small joys these days and people like my fucking sister. So anyway, I've got cake and sunshine and that's like, you know what? Today, (laughs) that is... A lot. That'll work. A lot. That'll work. That will do for today. Hell yeah. Can't Um, be mad when you have cake. Can't be mad when you have cake and sunshine. Okay, now I'm going to scoot to my window, and you tell me about your joy. Um, What's been doing it for me lately is, uh, well, so I, I finally finished, I shouldn't say finally, I actually very quickly finished the entirety of the Trailer Park Boys television series. By by finally, and you mean the, in the last calendar ten days, like six, like six weeks total <laughs> for twelve seasons. Yeah, pretty good. I was pretty watching a, like two two seasons a week for a minute there, um, and the the first Trailer Park Boys movie. But I uh, I discovered as I was on the hunt for more. Uh, TPB content I found that they have a podcast and I started listening to it and it is amazing oh I believe okay. it's called did, have you gotten into this ever I think it's called Trailer Park After Dark or something like that Park After Dark something like that is this search one... Trailer Park Boys on the huh is this the one that they tour or is that just like a different show oh you know what I'm saying that I don't know I'm not familiar with their... Well, yes, but I don't know anything about their live tour situation. Mm. Sure. I love how this is just like it's great, quickly though, becoming... They're, they're obviously... Oh, they're ahead. in character. Oh, sure, sure, sure. They're in character, but they're doing like current event type shit. So like right now, they're all separately quarantined, but in character. So like Julian is living... He moved into somebody's house who got stuck overseas. And Ricky thought that it meant you were just supposed to get as far away as possible from people. So he just drove into the woods and he's living in his car, like way out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's great. It's a good bit. Yeah. I, I'm sure it works. Yeah. It it very much works. Um, yeah. I don't know about their tour. I, I guess <laughs> if you go to Ricky Julian uh, there is something called a Sunnyvale Christmas featuring Ricky, Julian, Bubbles, and Randy that they were touring. Cool. Into um, it. Would watch. They're dressed as the as the three wise men, and Randy is baby Jesus. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Bull Bandy. You know, I love that this show is just quickly becoming a fan cast of all our favorite things. Aliens, Trailer yeah, Park whatever. Boys, music. Alien uh, fan cast. I love it. Uh yeah, it's called Harry it's Potter called Park After Dark. 
Cool. I dig. They do it as a as a like a web. Uh, it's on YouTube, but they then also uh, make a podcast of it. So, if you listen to the podcast version, there are lots of references to things that you can't see, but that kind of kind of makes it more fun. Honestly, it's part of the bit. It's part of the bit. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. So that's been doing it for me. Well, good um, man. Hey, look, we all need good media to indulge in. That takes our mind off of the bad media. Hey, 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 yeah, can, right? can you, speaking of good media, can you hear my birds? No. Oh, damn. <laughs> but I'm listening they're, to the, they're the shitty internet audio, so maybe maybe it's getting picked up real nicely on your end. Yes. I'll, I'll edit I'll edit in a really nice bird bed for edit, us. Edit like a Disney-esque like, songbird. Like, oh, yeah. Tweet, yeah, tweet, yeah. tweet, 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 <laughs> tweet. Oh, well, we don't need it now. You just did it. Nailed it. I just uh, I picked up a, a binaural mic that is is on its way to my house, so y'all uh, are gonna start getting some exp- really fucked up recordings soon on the podcast. Explain All that right. for the uh, for the average Joe, um, for okay, someone so not like me, but someone else who might not know what that is. <laughs> so it's a stereo microphone that replicates the way that our ears hear sound directionally. So if as you in like to- left and right. Yes, but also uh, like 360 degrees and up and down and stuff. Ooh. So, so the way that it's usually done is either by you wear really tiny microphones actually in your ear, like earbuds, because um, the shape of our ears has a lot to do with how we interpret the direction and distance of sound. Mm. Or or people make ones where you, they mount uh little tiny microphone capsules inside like fake silicone ears that are about a head widths apart and you can carry around a little fake head and record audio. What do the but, gra- what do the grays do? Huh? They don't got no stinking ears, bud. Well, they hear differently then. Do they hear with their big heads? Is it just they like hear, a reverberating drum? They hear like how birds hear. I don't know. There are lots of animals that don't have like external ear flaps. Oh boy. Gators just, just went down a mental rabbit hole, dude. I'm never gonna recover from this. How the <laughs> How fuck do, sn- do snakes here? Yeah, I was gonna say snakes don't have ears. Oh be, god, they'd be, be fucked if they did. Oh god, Can you imagine if a snake you saw a snake with ears one day? Yeah, because... a lizard, a lizard with like big dog ears. <laughs> I was thinking just like more just like tiny... a snake with human ears. I was thinking of a, a an iguana with like. Proportional uh, German Shepherd ears. Oh, like perky ones. See, I was mm-hmm. thinking like iguana with like like Dumbo ears, like just big floppy guys. <laughs> sure, that too. Or an elephant without ears. That would be equally fucked. Ew, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disconcerted. So anyway, it's, people use them a lot for like ASMR shit because uh, it can sound like somebody is right up next to you or on one side of you or some sounds are right on top of you but also for like immersive media and vr and shit that asmr shit is just a whole weird world man yeah i'm I'm not super into it but it's really fun for like field recording stuff and uh like spatial audio so is that what you're going to do with your new binaural mic you can give people like some field trip audio from weird places or like what's your no, i'm what's just going to use I'm just going to use it to record my voice on the podcast now and freak people out by like running laps around their heads while we record. Oh my God, I hate it. 
<laughs> I'm just gonna set it in front of me and like spin it while I speak into it, so it sounds like wah, you're wah, twirling. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, on my end of audio, where things will be very <laughs> standard and normal, I apologize to all of you on behalf of what Spencer is gonna put in your earballs. Hey, look, man. As a guy who can no longer like go out into the world and make music or even like go to the studio, I'm I'm getting a little little bored over here. You're in the studio, bruv. I'm in my studio, yeah, which is like a smaller version of a studio. Let's make more robot grandma songs, bruv. We could do that. So far I've just been trying to figure out the ideal signal chain for uh <laughs> for Zoom calls. You just trying to sound like a like professional radio level DJ calling into everybody's Zoom meetings. Right, right. I got like a $5,000 signal chain going into the Zoom call. And everyone's like, damn, he sounds pro <laughs> as shit. We should do everything he says. I'm saying Zoom takes two two channels. I could hook up that binaural mic and be like, Steve. Oh, my, Steve. Oh, my, right oh my God. And you'd be in both of Steve's ears and he'd be like, ah. <laughs> Spencer's in my brain. Exactly. Anyway, you want to talk about aliens? Every ding-dang day I do. Ryan, we have your favorite kind of alien today, and that is a British alien. Yes, bruv. Mm-hmm. Oi, bruv. <laughs> We're in <laughs> West Yorkshire, England, which is about 20 miles northwest of Leeds. Okay. And we're in 1987. <gasps> it's a very special year. Is that the year of your birth? Fuck yeah, dog. Uh, your Febu- oh, February hell, twenty hell yeah fuck, s- four close v seven close seven there it is seven isn't your birthday coming up? It's in May yeah yeah you get like um, in a month or six weeks seventeenth yeah yeah um so anyway hey look we really are friends we kind of like roughly <laughs> know each other's birthdays after a decade we know our birthdays on the second guess. <laughs> Which is like for I feel like for dude friends that's significantly more common. Somebody asked me for uh, our friend Eric's phone number today, sure. and I realized as I was replying that that is one of maybe five phone numbers that I still have memorized, and I didn't realize it until I was like I just went to type it out instead of going to find his contact. I was like, oh, I know six phone numbers apparently. I know two phone numbers. I know the podcast voicemail phone number. Still I still don't know that one. 612-246-4614 if y'all want to leave us a voicemail at some point. We haven't played voicemails it, in a while. We we need to do that big time. I've heard it thousand, uh, at least a thousand times and I still don't have it memorized. Dude, maybe, you know what we should do? Let's do this uh, in the next like seven to ten days. Let's just record an episode that's an all voicemails episode that is not the regular free show. And we'll just put it just out. A, like a, a little, re- bonus, little yeah, bonus guy? Put out a random like bonus Friday show and we'll catch up on the backlog of like hundreds of voicemails we have from people bet i like it anyway uh december 1st of 1987 we're in west yorkshire leeds uh north of northwest of leeds and we are specifically in ilky moor which is adorable adorable is what it is (laughs) it's adorable i had to uh because i'm not a smart man i had to google what a moor was Okay, but for anyone like me who doesn't know, it's uh, like a big flat area. It's like a yeah, it's like a, like the plains, right? Like the moors are like the plains, like hilly plains, kind of. Yeah, hilly plains is is a pretty good description. Sick, nailed this it. one. English this major specific- for the win. 
This one specifically is fun because it has the second highest concentration of ancient carved stones in all of Europe. Whoa. Second highest concentration of ancient carved stones. Yeah. So it's a big field with ancient, ancient rocks that people carved shit in. How come there? I don't know. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of that in like uh, in the northern England area. You know, Stonehenge and shit. Yeah, well, so there's also a stone circle in Ilky Moor. Yes. That's, uh, it's a little guy known as the Twelve Apostles. Okay. Um, I'm assuming there's 12 stones. There are. Um, and, and Jesus only... is in the middle of them? Cur- uh, no. Well, it's I mean, not now. Maybe he was at some point. It's Jesus' house. That's where you <laughs> Look, I know some of you have been looking. That's where you find them. 12 stones uh, in a circle that's about 40 to 50 feet across. Okay. Well, it's not too anyway. small. No, the stones are just small. They're only like uh, a couple feet high. They're not the size of uh, small trucks? No. So anyway, there's this guy, uh, Philip Spencer, who lives near, near Ilky Moor, and uh, he moved... There to West Yorkshire after leaving the police force, I believe. Well, I don't know. In some larger nearby city, possibly Leeds. Okay. Um, because his wife's family lived near there. Okay. And on the night of December 1st, he's walking across the moor from his village to his father-in-law's village. Which, if you cut across this moor, is like a 30-minute walk. Okay. And he had a camera with him and a compass. Uh, the camera, because apparently there are some weird light phenomena that happen in the moor. Um, I think as a combination of like, it's a there are some low areas where fog happens, and then it like there are hills and light gets refracted in weird ways. I think is what happens. What you meant to say was because of all of the fairies that live there. Well, also fairies and and UFOs and such, yeah. Yeah. Spirit spirit beings of of all kinds. Yes. Thank you. Perfect. And and the compass, because it's just a giant field that he's walking across for half an hour and you want to make sure you don't get lost. Smart. Smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. So he's taking photos and he notices of what? This part's a little confusing to me. He's taking photos of like the sun rising or what he thought was the sun rising, but it was night. Hmm. Okay. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. And as he's taking photos, he notices something about 150 feet away from him moving. And he turns to look at it and he sees a small kind of greenish grayish figure about four feet tall. Uh-oh. And at first he thought it was a kid or like a kid wearing wearing some sort of costume. And as he's looking at it, he realizes it's not. And it's actually a creature uh, with like a big head and big black almond-shaped eyes. So sort of the typical description of a gray alien, except this one was had a greenish hue to it. Do we know at this point how far away... He was from this thing. Um, when he first saw it, he estimated it was about 150 feet away. Well, that's like kind so of a, a decent, 
distance. Yeah, I mean, you'd be able to definitely, like, make out a person or animal or thing from that distance. Yeah, but it's not, like, um, we're not talking, like, it's not 20 feet. Like, it's it's still a little bit of a 50 is not 20. That's true. I mean, it's not, like, <laughs> it's not, like, in your yard close. Well, it depends on how big your yard is, but sure. Okay, I, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Whatever. I guess I'm not sure what you're trying to say. It I'm was saying, about 150, 150 feet away. I'm saying if it was in your yard, in a city <laughs> yard in Minneapolis, you would have a much more like crystal picture of the size, shape, distance, light, eyeballs than 150 feet. Like, yeah, you'd be able to make something out, but that's not like... That's not like a, a distance at which you can see like a much detail about a thing. It is easier to see details on things that are close than far away. That I'm is true. saying <laughs> it was far away. But well, not that fu- far. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Get out of my face with this. Anyway, he sees this thing and it sees uh, Phil and it puts up a hand. Phil thinks... Or Phil, which Phil interprets as like stop or stay there. Uh, why didn't he interpret it as a wave? Yes. <laughs> Hello. No. Well, it's a good question. Um, so he he stays where he is for a second, and the alien turns. Well, now he's assuming it's an alien. Uh, turns to walk away from him, and he takes a photo. And then tries to follow this thing as it's going up a hill away from him. Is that your... He doesn't catch up to it. Huh? Sorry, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'm almost, I'll jump I'm almost in at in the second. end of like th- this section of the story. Yeah. Uh, so he follows this thing as it goes up a hill. He doesn't catch up to it, but he sees when he gets to the top of the hill, a saucer-shaped craft take off uh, rapidly and straight up. He looks around and doesn't see any like residual evidence of either the craft or the alien uh, and continues on to his father's father-in-law's place. Uh, but when he arrives, he realized that the walk that should have taken him about an hour or less than an hour had taken closer to three hours. It's a missing time, bruv. Uh-huh. What, what were you going to interject there a moment ago? I just, I, well... I, I was going to ask a question about what your take would be, but I know what your take would be. Of course, you would follow the alien, but I don't feel like most people would be like, sick, sick, sick. That thing held up a hand. I interpret that as it telling me to stop. And so I'm going to totally not do that and go chase this alien over a hill. That's just not, I wouldn't do it. It's not my thing. Well, what if you got a snap a pick, though? Hey, hey! You know what? I'm gonna bet you all the money in my bank account right now that he didn't get a pick. Oh, he did though. Oh, let's go! <laughs> let's go! Let me see it. Uh, all right, hold on. I will I'll shoot you a link real quick. Link me, um, bruv. If you just, ah, uh, it's coming. There are. Oh. 
You know, you want to know, just for the sake of transparency and honesty here, what I just tried to send you? Yes. So I have in my notes, I have in my notes uh, the word photo, and it's a link to photo, the, the couple different versions of this photo that Philip Spencer took. Amazing. Instead of copying the link and putting it into our, our text thread, I copied the word photo awesome. and pasted it into our text thread. I'm so- I am smart. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank photo. you. Photo. <laughs> Hello, please you have almost, please have photo. You almost just got the word photo in all caps texted to you. I would have been like, fuck you. <laughs> hey, you want to see right. the photo? Photo. Photo. Just fucking all caps. with me. Alright, so you you can look at this photo with me and I'll try and describe it. Um it's mm. it's very grainy. The gray, it looks like it was shot on a uh, Nokia brick phone. Well, in his defense, it was shot at night on film. From with, 150 feet away, which is a correct. long distance. Which, as we learned, is not a distance from which it's easy to see details. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Had he been perhaps 20 feet away, we would have seen more details. There would have been more alien here. Yes, exactly. As as it is, um, there's sort of sort of like a rough humanoid shape in that there are two vertical lines connecting to a sort of solid mass in the middle, and then two more kind of arm-looking lines coming off of that mass in the middle. The arms themselves also appear to be like the length of its whole body, like the legs. Yeah. Unless it's like supposed to be standing in maybe some tall grass. Like if that yeah, stuff around the bottom is tall grass, then maybe the hands, I and mean, they're still very long arms, but maybe it's like touching the top of the grass. Yeah. It looks like one arm is the one that we can make out more clearly is like his hand would be touching the ground. Right, unless that was grass. But this is all, yeah, anyway. Um, there And then on top of that sort of main mass, there's a roundish mass on top. So it it looks vaguely like a short person with long arms and a big head. Yeah. But there are no, there are no real details. Um, you people can, have tried. You can kind of see, like two darker marks where I would get the like gray alien eyeball thing. Yeah, there are two like large dark areas on the what would be the head or like face area. Yeah. And they do um, appear to have that kind of like angled towards a center nose vibe to them. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> It's, yeah, it's I mean it's it's very grainy for sure, but I'm just I'm all zoomed in here trying to kind of get the yeah the so rough he, shapes. He, he got this film developed the next day uh, and found the photo that we were just discussing. Um, he contacted a a UFO investigator reporter named Peter Howe and. Uh, he interviewed Philip Spencer and reviewed the photo and also asked a wildlife expert familiar with that area to take a look at the photo to see if <laughs> this could be anything that lives there. That's a, I mean, like, 
look, I'm not an expert in well, probably anything. But hey, you, I would you normally not, got aliens here. Yeah, right. Like I would not look at that and be like, "Oh, that's probably just an animal I've never heard of." <laughs> like that is, is not that what, what that photo. Like, that photo is not like, oh, oh, it was just a bird that looks like that. Like, that's not. Well, I don't know. I mean, Mothman was maybe that uh, that crane, or maybe they got, like, giant owls that, that Phil didn't know about. I mean, but Mothman at least has wings. Like, this motherfucker doesn't have wings. I'm not mistaking him for or a Or maybe, bird. like, oh, yeah, we got wild chimps here. Don't worry about it. That would be wild green chimps. <laughs> Who fly spaceships. <laughs> Who fly spaceships. <laughs> extremely important detail. Not contained in the yeah. photo, but extremely important detail. They do have spaceships. So, of course, he did not determine that it was likely to be any local wildlife. Uh, they sent the negative to a Kodak lab who confirmed that the negative had not been altered as far oh, as they cool. could tell. Um, and then they also had an optical physicist named Dr. Bruce Maccabee, uh, who also has some strong UFO leanings and has written a lot about UFOs. Um, they had him take a look at the photo, but he basically said it was too grainy to really make any conclusions from. Yeah. Which, again, sucks and raises some suspicion, but also makes sense for... A 35 millimeter camera taking a photo of something at night and then blowing that up several times. Right. Like right. it would be very grainy and it would be really hard to make out any meaningful detail. Right. Right. Um, the Peter Howe, the guy who was investigating this originally, also had the area checked. Uh, the area where this sighting allegedly happened checked for radiation, but they didn't find any. Um, the only, I guess, physical quote-unquote evidence or, uh, I don't know, evidence of any kind other than the photo is that Phil Spencer's compass had been flipped so that it pointed south rather than north. Ooh. Which would indicate that it had been near some strong magnetic field, but that obviously does not necessarily mean a spaceship. <laughs> Interesting. Man, I can't tell I mean, how sarcastic you're being. <laughs> well, like 50-50, which is why it, yeah. which is why it was 50-50. Like, interesting in that, like, that would be a hard thing. Well, I guess it depends when they found it and if it was actually useful in advance, but... I don't, know, I don't like, think it would. I don't think it would be hard to hoax. So you just need a magnet, right? Yeah, I, I guess that's what I was just thinking. Was I was like, I, I meant more like, oh, if he went in the next day and show, or if you know his dad could, you know, like confirm that he, you know, showed it to him as soon as he got to the house and it was not working or flipped or whatever. I, I don't know if there was a way to like. But you don't. You'd tie also it to have to time. verify that it wasn't before he left. Right. That he had already you fucked know? it up. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, that makes sense. I get but yeah, like Yeah. It's one of those like that's interesting. It's more than nothing, but it's not necessarily anything and hard to prove that it's tied to anything. It's one of those things that happens all the time with these of, of like it's interesting if you believe him. 
You know what I mean? Right. Like right. on its own, it doesn't prove anything, but with the testimony, it's interesting. It's a totally. I don't know. What still uh, comes down to him telling the truth or not? Right. What were I feel like? Um, I feel like the craft was mm, not suspiciously, but like sort of like quickly described. I mean, I guess he did say it went up, up and away quickly, but like, was there any more detail about the up, up and away or the craft itself? Like saucer shaped, but so like here's any the thing. other. We- we have we have a lot more detail about all of this, but it came under hypnotic regression. Fill up. <laughs> so Fill up. We should probably we should probably hit that part. Um Oh boy. He started in the next few weeks having weird dreams and uh became increasingly concerned about the fact that he lost upwards of two hours of time. I mean, that's fair, I guess. That's pretty fair. And he decided on March 16th of 88, so that's about 10 weeks later, that he was going to undergo uh, hypnotic regression with Dr. Jim Singleton. This was on March 16th of 88. I have the whole trans... Well, maybe not the whole transcript. I have a, a big chunk of the transcript of that uh, hypnosis session. Okay. That, um, I don't think I'll read verbatim, but I'll, I'll hit some of the, the highlights of just, sorry, really so, quickly to interrupt. Why do we have the full transcript of the hypnotic regression? Did he himself like put that out there or. So again, this one is hard to find like credible sources because it, really all just comes down to one person's story that can't be independently verified. Sure. Um, I'm pulling a lot of this stuff from the UFO casebook, uh, which has a a pretty lengthy entry on it. And then there is a a YouTube channel that's that's pretty strong uh, called Bedtime Stories that did a like 20 minute video summary of this whole ordeal. Bedtime story sounds spooky. It is. Uh, I think they also pulled a lot of the information from that UFO casebook entry. Got it. So the this transcript is included in the the UFO casebook. So which was written by B.J. Booth. Um, I don't have a ton of information about how or why this became public, other than according to the same article. Uh, Spencer turned over or signed over all copyright privileges or any ownership of his story and the supporting evidence to uh, Peter Hugh, that investigator, um, in 88. So, Did he do it under hypnotic regression? I don't know. <laughs> also, also, I think, or I've read in some places that Philip Spencer is a pseudonym. Um, oh. but whoever this person is has never like publicly spoken about this story or wanted attention from it. But again, I don't know if that makes it more or less suspicious. Right, right, right. Um, anyway, so according to this transcript from the UFO casebook, uh, 
Dr. Singleton has him just sort of walk through what happened to him on the on the night of December 1st. And sure. he says he's walking through the moor. It's cloudy and windy. And he sees, quote, this little something. I can't tell, but he's green. And he's moving towards me. And then he says, oh, I'm stuck. I can't move. And the creature is still coming towards me. I'm stuck and everything's gone fuzzy. Then I'm floating along in the air and I want to get down. And then parentheses, it says, he later told us that he was levitated two feet off the ground and the creature was in front of him like a child pulling a balloon on a string. Oh, dang. It's like Yo, that one, you got uh... made a balloon, bro. <laughs> you got ballooned, bro. <laughs> it's like that one Harry Potter spell that Snape made up. Uh, a levitation one or a ballooning yeah. one? <laughs> no, like the one where you can levitate people. The the Death Eaters do it at the beginning of uh uh fuck book four where they're at the the World Quidditch Cup. Mm. Who are they levitating? I don't remember that. Random Muggles because they're evil. Just to fuck with them. I mean, yeah, it's a good way yeah. to fuck with someone, like yeah. alien to human or otherwise, to just be like, now you can't walk. What are you gonna do? He he's been ballooned, and he says, I still can't get down. I don't like it. I'm going around a corner, and this green thing is in front of me. Uh, then there's a big silver saucer thing with a door in the side of it, and I don't want to go in there. Then everything goes black. Um, I'm in, I'm, I can't see anything. It's like I'm asleep. I can't hear anything. And then there's suddenly a bright light. Uh, um, he's in some sort of exam room. Uh, he hears a voice in his head telling him not to be afraid and he doesn't feel afraid anymore. He can still see this little green guy, but now he's not scared of him. And they put him up on this exam table where there's, quote, a beam like a pole. It's above me, moving up toward me. It's got a light in it like a fluorescent tube coming up from my feet. It makes me feel warm as it moves up me, and it's coming over my stomach towards my head. So they're doing some sort of weird body scan thing to him. Um... Next thing he knows, he's standing up, and there's a green guy motioning for him to come out in the hallway with him. <laughs> what? And <laughs> I don't understand this whole, like, yeah, they turned me into a balloon and, like, floated me into a place, and now they're like, come on, man, follow me, walk this way. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> why, are we, why are we resorting to such rudimentary technologies? Right, well, and, I mean, the aliens also have legs. They should be familiar with this process, right? I mean, yes, unless their legs but, are those alien legs where they're like, we have legs to show you that we're like you. We're mm, just bad at being like you. But we also know magic, so fuck it. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, okay, so he's he's walking down this hallway towards a door, and he sees a window, and from out... I'm just going to read what he says. He says, oh, God, is that real? I don't want to be up here. I want to be down there. So he, like, I, I'm assuming looked out a window and realized that he was in space or way up in the air. <laughs> V-high, bro. V-high. <laughs> uh, the voice in his head tells him not to be scared again. And then he's at the end of some hallway and he's in a big round room on a raised platform. And he says, my camera and compass are trying to get away from me, going towards the ball. Duh. 
it's difficult to pull them back down again. So there's like some weird gravity ball in the middle of a room. Okay. Uh, he talks about how the aliens have very big hands and sausage fingers. <laughs> uh, they're, they're walking down a hallway again. And there's a picture on the wall. It's a moving picture. Again, just these are just Harry Potter aliens. And they show him like a a video basically on this on this picture on the wall. And the video is basically t- showing how we're fucking up Earth and we're all going to die and we're fucked. The environmentalist aliens, man. Yeah. He says there was lots of scenes of destruction like on the news, lots of waste going into the river and people who are starving. It's not good. It's not nice. Um, and then Dr. Singleton says, what about the other film? Do you want to tell me about it? And Phil says, I'm not supposed to. Oh, that's I'm not cool. Spo- I'm not supposed to tell anyone about the other film. It's not for them to know. And then he oh. ends the session. Damn. So we've got Sausage Fingers McFloaty guys showing him that the world's going to end and then some other second mysterious film that we don't know about. Well, that seems like slightly like he's defeating the purpose of going to explore that stuff if he's like part of this you can't know, right? I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like, well, I think I don't think he's saying that that Phil doesn't know. I, I think it's that Phil isn't supposed to tell other people what he saw. Right. I guess I just mean like seems relevant to being able to figure this whole thing out. But right. Right. But we don't know what it is. You know, it's like that uh, that one Rick and Morty episode where the alien has don't help him develop an app tattooed on his forehead. Oh, uh, and then he. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, maybe it's that situation. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and he just keeps uh, going. So then the the next thing he knows, he's back in the field and he then, under hypnosis, realizes when he saw the alien, followed it, and took the picture, that was when they had already dropped him back off in the field, and they were going back to their ship and leaving. Oh, so he really was waving goodbye. <laughs> Correct. It was not a stop motion. It was like a, see you later, Phil. Thanks for the body scans, you friggin' oh. weird balloon human. <laughs> or it was like, no, 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 Phil, we already did this. You got to stay here this time. Hey, cool spaceship. Can I come? <laughs> Shut up, Phil. You, you've seen the spaceship, Phil. Hell yeah. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> Phil, you already had your abduction for the day, okay? Can you just take a breath? So that explains, in the theory, the uh, him showing up a couple hours late to his father-in-law's house. Um, Did we get a vibe of, like... Is would it would it have even been possible for someone else to have seen this happen? It doesn't seem like it. I mean, he's walking across an empty field in the middle of the night, and it's it's I, I shouldn't say field. It's much larger than that. Like from one side of this moor to the other is several miles. So sure. Um, I don't know, and it's like it's not. People don't live there. People live around it, but he's walking across the uninhabited part. Yeah, but I mean, even if you're walking at a pretty good clip, you know, you're talking at a maximum like two to three miles from his house to his dad's house. I mean, I guess we don't know what else is around it, but 
you know the let me see it says in one of these articles the two like actual villages that he was walking between got um, it gonna google earthum not gonna yeah, lie let's see gonna so if, see if you, i mean if you go to google maps and uh just google oh what is it west yorkshire that'll get you pretty close um you'll see the big more let's see if i can quickly measure like the diameter of it um so it's i guess that takes you specifically to leeds let's see it's the ilk ilkley more you know this would be a i'm gonna have to do this later not now but i know there's a bunch of those websites where it's like crazy stuff you can do on google maps and that seems like a very good quarantine activity <laughs> oh absolutely crazy um, things i can do on google maps sounds great so i think he was going between ilkley and keely k-e-i-g-h-l-e-y um which looks to be Hold on, not driving. Let's walk across the middle. That can't be right. That's 10 miles. That is not a 30-minute walk to your no. dad's house. No wonder well, he showed up two hours late. He's like, be there in 30 minutes, three Dad. Hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's about like exactly a three-hour three, three hour walk. Maybe we just solved this. This entire thing is just he's bad at estimating how long it takes to walk places. <laughs> I, it must have been aliens because it took me three hours to walk. Yeah, 10 miles? You yeah. don't say. Maybe maybe I have the towns wrong, but, I mean, none of them are. From one side of the moor to the other is like a minimum seven to eight miles. And that's the short direction. If you're going the long direction, it's twice that. So hmm. we did solve it. This is this right, guy is well, a as a bad estimator and done and done. <laughs> and he took a photo. Maybe oh that was it. He was like, "Yo, dad's going to get pissed cuz I've been bad at estimating things my whole life." So I'm going to prop up some like bushes and shit over here. <laughs> take a photo and then I'm going to have a really good excuse when I get there like, "Dad, you're never going to believe it." <laughs> or like Dad, bruv. <laughs> Oi. Is that, they, is that what they call dads? Oh, you're not getting birds from my house. You're just getting motorcycles. I did get a motorcycle. Noise. Yeah, that's good. Oi, yeah. oi, dad, bruv. <laughs> I found me a echo, echo alien echo. kin. <laughs> Nailed it. That's, um, that's the how only it works. other how it noteworthy works. anything about this one is that. Uh, UFO investigator guy somehow this says climac climatic information as in climate related information gathered about the conditions of December 1st made it almost impossible for Spencer to have taken his picture at the time he stated however if the regressive memories are accurate the t conditions would be right to duplicate the lighting taken about an hour later so he's saying huh the lighting, I don't know how you determine that between 10 p.m. and 11 p.m., though. It should be fairly similar, I would think. Yeah. But this guy is saying that the lighting matches 11 p.m. better than 10. But that, 
That seems, seems like seems rather nonsensical to me. Well, and it also just seems too like minute to really be able to like. I mean that well, and if, that if would change photo, based on exposure. I don't exposure. know how you're getting any. In- yeah, right. Like, how are you getting any of that information from this grainy ass, three pixel have an ass scan of a photo? I guess he had the negative. Maybe there's a little little better, but but still, even with the negative, like depending on what camera you used and what lens you used and the exposure, like you're not gonna be able to tell what time a photo was taken based on the light. Not at night. I wouldn't think. No. And even during the day, you could do a lot of things to your exposure to make it not. Well, you could get like angle of shadows during the day, but I don't know what you're doing at night. Yeah. There's certainly no shadows here. Right. Hmm. So I, I don't know. That seems like a, a convenient conclusion to arrive at. Yeah. I'm gonna send you just before we we wrap this up. I'm gonna send you one more picture. I actually copied the photo this time, not just the word photo. Fuck this, you, Ryan. Here, have your fucking photo, you filthy peasant. So the one I sent you earlier was zoomed and zoomed in and cropped. This is the full frame. Um. Unfortunately, not at a high resolution at all, but it's a scan of the full negative. Oh, interesting. And I don't know if it's more or less convincing, honestly. It's different. (laughs) It is different. I feel like I appreciate it because I at least have more context. So in this thing, I'll describe it quick for those of you listening to the audio of this, which is all of you. Um, There's more of like a ridge line that you can see from the full version of this. It kind of cuts from like the top left corner across to the right side of the page and then, or excuse me, to the screen. And you can see it almost feels like it kind of zigzags from the top to the right and then back left and then back right again. And this creature appears to be standing on what I would sort of consider what appears to be like a path almost. Yeah, it looks like there's a like a just a worn footpath between two hills, probably. Uh, Yeah, something like that. Like it's dirt. It's dirt. Or maybe, yeah, maybe it's just like a, a runoff area or something. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah it yeah. does give you a little better idea of the scale of this thing. I don't understand the the lighting of this, though, because this looks like it was taken at, like, 4 p.m. Right. I, it. Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm getting bad information about what time of day this happened, because it would make more sense that this happened during the day. Yeah. Um, and that would make more, both from the photo and then that information about uh, the hour later based on... Yeah. Okay, so I'm finding another version of this story that says this happened, like, very early in the morning near sunrise. Interesting. So Which would also make more sense for him going out at that time to take photos if you're getting, like, cool photos of the sunrise over the hills through fog and shit. So maybe... Maybe I was just wrong <laughs> about it being <laughs> 10 o'clock at night. Or got rather, it. wherever I read that was wrong. Got it, got it, got it. Because um, I'm rereading this this casebook uh, article now, and it says... Early in the early morning of December first, nineteen eighty-seven. Um, 
Okay, well, that makes more sense. And that actually makes more sense with the photo. And I actually feel like the photo is more trustworthy looking at that version. Like, I don't know. I feel like you can disguise a lot of things at night that you kind of can't during the day. And there's like very, I mean, there's very much an odd shaped something there that is not part of the landscape, is not human, and is certainly not animal which in its own right is interesting i'm not sure it's not a plant of some kind though plant of some kind yeah like is that not maybe some sort of weird shrubbery eh. i mean there's literally nothing like it in the entirety of the frame which appears to cover like hundreds of a... feet it's in the middle of a walking path like or what appears to be a walking path that goes up that ridge so it wouldn't be like it growing in that path. I mean, I don't know. No, that's that's no, that's a good point. It, it, it is still feel... hard to tell the the size and scale of these things though, because we're true. Like, there's nothing on the hills in terms of vegetation or anything that would give us much insight into like how big those hills are, and therefore right. how roughly how big this object would be. Right. I don't know. I will say, like, you know, particularly with this and. We'll we'll link to some of these photos in the description, but like this is probably one of the better photos I've ever seen, even though it's bad. It, like it's, it is a weird photo for sure. It's a weird photo, and it's actually a photo. You know, I feel like you know nine out of ten times we get these type of stories. It's somebody who's like, yeah, I had this experience and I went through hypnotic regression and here's what happened. And you're like, yeah, okay. And like, this at least is like something, you know, beyond that base level. It's not much, but it is something. Right. Right. Which I mean, to be honest, like in, in these types of situations, I give those types of stories (laughs) significantly more credence to be like, well, you're doing about extremely low standards. You're doing more than, than most in our extremely low standards. So that's good. Yeah, you got some uh, airplane ambiance in addition to the uh, the lovely motorcycle from earlier. So you're welcome. It's it's a nice reminder that while things are a bit fucked, uh, the world <laughs> still turns. You know. Yeah, that was the first time I've like really noticed hearing an airplane uh, in quite a while, and we live very close to the airport. Well, maybe that's a nice thing because it just means your windows are open on a beautiful day. Nailed it. Yada I mean? Yada I mean? Yada I mean? All right, dude. Uh, I think that's it on that one. We solved it. We solved it. He got it. lost. He got lost. He's, he's, he's bad at estimating distance and walking speed. Bad at estimating, and he propped up some like random driftwood and rocks to make an alien-looking thing. So he had an excuse for his angry dad. And paid a neighborhood kid ten bucks to go stand on the path and look creepy. Put a, put on, hey kid, put on my my shirt. It's long. It's long. <laughs> got long arms because you're little. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. Um, All right, dude. Anything you'd like to leave the the folks with? Uh, hey, we hope you're staying safe and staying sane and staying indoors. And uh, we appreciate y'all listening. We love you guys. If you want to send us an email, it's hi at whatifpodcast.com. 
Uh, voicemails are 612-246-4614. Uh, no date or timeline on it, but we're going to do that. We're going to do a little bonus episode at some point over the next couple weeks here. Sure. And we'll just do some voicemails, and uh, we'll, have, we'll have an all-voicemail episode. So if you want to maybe get in on the all-voicemail episode, uh, go ahead and give us a call, 612-246-4614. Otherwise, we'll go through the backlog. We've got hella messages we haven't gotten to. We apologize, but hey, you know what? The world's been fucky. Um, Thank we got, you very much for the participation. We, <laughs> yes. We got new t-shirts in the store. If you go to shop.whatifpodcast.com, you can get the ultimate wisdom from Schoolboy Q. Shut, Shut up, up and look ugly for the homies. Shut up and look ugly for the homies. You can you could take that out in whatever, uh, whatever neighborhood walks you're going on right now to stay <laughs> sane and just let people kind of be curious about you. And um, yeah, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that always helps the show. We appreciate it. Um, thank y'all for listening. We'll see you next week. It's raining motherfuckers.